Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Bartender coming to you from Key Largo. I'll be uh, a moment. I'm calling Joel, my buddy, the uh, psychologist, and he is in another part of the country. We'll find out where. I'm going to call him right back now. Hopefully, he'll pick up. I'll send him a message that will be uh, coming on. Hopefully, he's not too disoriented by the technology. There we go. There hey. he is. Hello, Joel. Yeah. What's can you hear me? <clears throat> yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How you doing? Yeah, can you hear me? Good. Okay. I'm gonna turn yeah, up I'm, your, hear you. I'm gonna turn you up your audio me? a little here. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. I hear you very well. Oh, you do hear me very well. I think I have yeah. you on kind of low. Okay. You don't have to speak up or anything. You I can got turn you. it up a little bit. Hmm? You could turn your volume up a little bit if you can do that. I don't you, know. How you can't you hear me that well? I can hear you pretty well, but if you turn your volume up a little bit more. Might be better. Let's see. How's that? Yeah, that's good. How am I? You're good. You're good. Uh, I was just, the the last time we spoke, Joel, how many weeks ago was that? Oh, well, we left on uh, February 29th. Okay. Oh, we're, we're on the air right now, I hope. Cool. Okay, good. And you can say whatever you want. February 29th. And since then, there have been a lot of changes for the world. The world has changed. Worldwide, yeah. Um, We, uh, I mean, it it was a little over, gosh, three weeks, three and a half weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, we shook hands. I gave Gabby a kiss and 
There was nothing weird about that. Nowadays, you wouldn't even think about that. Yeah, it's a, you know, um, what, it's an elbow bump, you know? Yeah. Where it's are bad. you right now? Just give right, me a so reason. We're, we're at my daughter. Yeah, we're at my daughter's, which, which, um, it's got a beautiful place. It's out uh, beyond Washington, D.C., west of Washington, D.C., about on Route 66, mm-hmm. about halfway to Shenandoah River and Park. Okay. So where, um, when you left uh, Key Largo, where did you go? So we went to Baltimore. Oh, Towson? The hour Hmm? Yeah, okay. Baltimore, because Maryland. My, I told you my my yeah. family lives in Towson, also. Uh, oh yeah, I, that's right. I used yeah. to live uh, cool. on Charles View Way. Right, right. So right there you there. go. Oh. Yeah, so we were there for about a, we were there about a week, and <clears throat> see our children, all of that. What, what everything was fine. Everything was fine then. Yeah. So then, you know, th- then you moved to west of New York West City. City. Went up to New York City okay. to uh, see uh, Gabby's mother. Gabby's mother is like ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. She's she's uh, in an assisted uh, living mm-hmm. uh, place up in Westchester. So she went to stay with her mother, and I went to Chinatown. Because I looked all over the place, and from what I can tell, the only places that that weren't getting hit by coronavirus was was Chinatown. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I went to I went to one of the uh, Chinatowns in Brooklyn. Yes. One in Brooklyn, and I was there for uh, four or five days, enjoying dumplings and noodles, more dumplings, more noodles. You know. Mm-hmm. Good. Everything was good. But right during that time, like a week, that would be like a week ago Thursday, let's say, we started getting messages from uh, Spain. We live in Spain. Right? Mm-hmm. We started getting messages that said, don't come back. Because mm-hmm. it, really, it was really starting to heat up there. As it was here, you know. And uh, just in the nick of time, I got... Uh, you know, an invitation slot um, slash, I should say, invitations slash, um, you know, kind of a, a uh, um, you must come down and stay with us from uh, my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so here we be. And that was, that was a week... Uh... I guess they put your uh, your mother in law in a lockdown. You can't really see her. You can't get in to see her at the, her facility anymore, right? Right. Gabby stayed with her before the lockdown. They were just mm-hmm. getting ready for the lockdown. So everything really broke between what is it a, a week ago Thursday and that weekend. We were scheduled to fly back on Sunday. Yeah, and, and we were like, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was well, moving re- really quickly here also. In, in Florida. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't, 
mention to our listeners, since we are live, um, that uh, you uh, you had a career as a psychologist, especially uh, yeah. your, your groundbreaking work in psychoacoustics, right? Yeah, and, I guess. Well, I wanted to talk to you about how quickly, and I tried talking to some other people, just seemed how quickly things have changed, the mindset of people have changed, uh, that we're, we're able to adapt. It, it happened so fast. Um, I mean, I could equate it to 9-11, where 9-11 was yeah. more like a, a big event, one event that shocked people. But with this, we see yeah. the numbers and the spread, and we get all the information slowly coming out on what's going on and how it's creeping along. So a week, a little, what, this past Thursday, a week ago, you start again, and then a couple days later, Florida just fallen, started following suit. Yeah. It was... Um, Gosh, we're in the middle of our spring break here, and we had uh, the big thing last week for Florida was convincing college age, and not only college age, there were plenty of people down here on vacation. Yeah. That they needed to uh, change their habits, you know, not party, party, party. This was a real thing, and... They needed either, you know, right here, there was a big kind of a, it's our reaction, our psychologically, there were some bad things happening in, I thought, in the Keys, where people got really nativist. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. But I'll talk about that later. I wanted to say, so, so, but the progression of it happened so quickly here, where from within 72 hours, or it was it was it was four days. They the the uh, where I worked, right. they started thinking about things. Went from one day, we got to watch what we're doing. This is what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden, things moved around. Uh, it was on uh, like a, it was a matter of Tuesday. We were still open. Everything's fine. Uh, and then uh, everyone still coming in. And then Wednesday. They started saying that they want to close bars and clubs and right. restaurants had to stay at 50% to maintain distance. And that didn't last more than 48 hours, but they said all dining in is over. You could do takeout and delivery and they closed all the restaurants down. And then there's a bunch of restaurants just decided to close down and that happened. So, and that was economically. And people, that that part, but the psychological thing where people had to start accepting that this is what they had to do. And you have college students have to say, uh, have you seen the news of the, the guys down in Florida? One guy says, Corona, I don't care if I get Corona. I'm here to party. <laughs> Youngins. Well, what they say? You know, was your brain fully developed when you're, what, 25? It's a still. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that keeps going up. That figure keeps going up. Yeah. 
what did they say now? I think what they're saying now, aside from brain development and all of that, because there are other factors, but they're saying you really don't reach adulthood until about age 40. Okay. And some of us even later <laughs> never reach adulthood, right? Well, it's not. I've tried it a few times, Jim, and it's not all it's cracked up to be, <laughs> I have to say. So, so when you were up in New York, so you're experiencing all this, you got your, 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 your in New York City, is it still inundated with people when you were there? No, there were, um, you know, it had gone, first of all, there was the prejudice against uh, Chinese people uh -huh. in Chinatowns. Mm -hmm. And, of course, one, one of the wonderful things about New York Chinatowns is that they, they have these huge dim sum parlors, you know, the dumplings, mm -hmm. um, almost like tapas, Spanish tapas small plates of dumplings and goodies, mm -hmm. wonderful stuff. And uh, giant places, like uh, you think you're stepping into a wedding banquet or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I went, I went to the one in uh, the Chinatown in Brooklyn at Sunset Park. And first of all, the streets were deserted. And... Second of all, three, three of uh, three or four of the main um, Dimson parlors were closed down because nobody was coming. Oh, you're mm -hmm. just on the phone. There's no visual. Hi, Jim. It's Gabby. Hi, Gabby. Well, the visual part really doesn't really help with the podcast part. And, um, if I was doing FaceTime, I could probably do a FaceTime and then transfer over to sound to the podcast. But, um, yeah. Oh, are you on Skype or the phone? You're on Skype. No, right? I just no. I just stopped in. I just want to say hi and, and stay safe. And oh, thank hopefully you. Hopefully we'll all be together in uh, Key Largo next winter. Well, I think we will. Um, we I'm, I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll give... Uh, Joel, an update on what happened here. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Please do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. whatever they were doing to the, the the Asian Americans up your way and blaming them. Um, You're blaming who? You're blaming. They were blaming. They, they were blaming tourists. Tourists. Tourist, uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I heard they were blaming. They were. They were blaming. I know, but they, at one point, um, last I think it was last Thursday, they, before they shut down, mm -hmm. uh, Thursday morning, it's, there was protesters that would actually get, in, get into the southbound lane of Route 1, and they were standing in the highway with signs telling people, uh, welcome to the Keys, now go home. So, a lot I, of xenophobia now. Yes. I, I understand mm -hmm. the development of it and where it comes from, but for a place that is a tourist destination, it's certainly not the message you want people right. to come back, you know, to, to remember. Right, and, right, right. I think the people that organ, yeah. organized it, uh, they, they did it out of 
that uh, limbic fear that uh, you know right at the base of the your brain stem. Yeah. Visceral, right. visceral is it visceral? I guess. And uh, they they yeah. just instead of just practicing you know practicing your social distancing and things like that. It doesn't matter who's here, right? As long as you right. wash your hands, self quarantine, mm-hmm. do all those things for a couple of weeks, you can you you'll be fine. But standing on the middle of the highway, where someone can run you, I mean, oh yeah, you may not get you may not get the coronavirus, but a pickup truck doing 45, 50 miles an hour certainly would change the prognosis for your health curve real quickly. So <laughs> it would really, it would really shallow out the curve. The what they call that? The, what? Flatten the curve. You flatten the curve, yeah. Flat, it would flatten the curve. Right, yeah, they would be, that curve paper. would be totally flat. Yeah. Yes. I don't think that's what they need. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a question, Jim. Mm-hmm. Do you have um? So what do you, what do you have? Check out gin and tonics from the catch. What about it? Huh? What about the gin and tonics? Is that what you're doing? Me? I don't drink anymore. No takeout from the catch. Oh, they that takeout. No, no, thing? but I mean the takeout. They, they were allowing gin and tonic. Did you want, Did you hear that? That the governor, uh, a bunch of states. They decided it would take out in order to try to help the restaurants a little more. They said you are allowed to take drinks as takeout too. So relax the open yeah. container laws in, in all the states. So for a brief couple yeah, of like hours. That. I mean, there's still places doing it. There's still places doing it. You know, if someone wants a drink. But if, if, yeah. if you're going to a restaurant to buy it to go drink it, then take it home and drink it. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe you don't have a a drinking problem because you could very easily. Um, all you would have to do, Joel, is just buy a bottle of liquor and make it home. I know our our uh, liquor stores um, essential. Uh huh. They designated essential, and you're keeping them open. Or how does that work? Well, I I think they declared it essential because they're afraid that uh, of looting. Yeah. It would be right. Uh, 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 well, I don't know if it necessarily be it, it would be some people that are really I I imagine I when if I was actively drinking, I would be very upset if they <laughs> If they shut that down. If they shut that down. Yeah. And now, since I made the conscious yeah. decision, I can't drink, that it's it's yeah. not a problem. But I do realize, I do realize for other people, it would be a problem. I'm not one of those people that believe in prohibition because of my, you know, my proclivity for not drinking yeah. now. Um, yeah, but I can actually see No, that. that's when people start rioting, People start rioting when they don't they don't have food and drink, right? So yeah, yeah. When so when you uh, yeah. So when you were well, you'd be surprised how quickly that changed here. That the progression changed. It went when when the progression changed. We're talking about the restaurant. They're saying they're going from this. They're going to take out offering. Switching and saving with Geico is easy. So you're free to ponder life's big questions. 
Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. Takeout delivery and then deciding within the time when the governor can't shut down all inside dining, you know, within an hour, uh, uh, half the restaurants decided just to close down. Because they saw that they would never be able to replace the income from dining in. They saw that once people are out of work, they're not going to be buying as much food. And why, if you're home all day, why would you need to order takeout? Because you don't, it's not like you're working. Now you yeah. can prepare your food. I've been cooking for my family the last four days. We made uh, homemade yeah. keen lime pie. We made Amish, uh, Amish uh, right. cinnamon bread. And, and I made oh, nice. three big dinners. So um, yeah. there's, there's no reason, you know, I have all the time in the world to cook right now. So I'm not, I'm not ordering out. So, and plus, you know, you're out of yeah. work. Why would you, why would you order out and spend that extra cash when you're not? So I think people saw the writing on the yeah. wall. Um, no tourist, only locals. How many restaurants are going to stay open with just doing to-go orders? I suggest it'd probably be one fifth of them. The pizza places are ready for it. And the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. But the rest of them, right. there'll be like, you know, there'll be like three restaurants that'll in in this town that'll eventually stay open if it goes any more than another week. But I know, I, I think I told people right. what it's like down here. And then when they shut down, they shut down the stretch. Do you know that? To all yeah. non-residents? Uh-huh. They can't come down unless you have a residency yeah. sticker or a, a driver's license with yeah, you know, yeah. address in Key Largo or legitimate business in Key, yeah. I mean, a legitimate business in the Keys. And there were people in the business that, and, and getting back to the psychology of it, there's people that I knew they thought, oh, they get involved with the numbers, right? The numbers yeah. of people sick right now that, oh, there's only, there's only what, 18,000 people dead worldwide. And in H1N1, there was 600,000 or whatever. And they said this, and, but you try to explain them it's you don't put you don't attack a forest fire when it's consumed the whole forest right yeah Yeah. you got to hit it at source at the beginning right that's you got to contain it as i understand it as i understand it i think some people have been saying we know who yeah, you shall remain unnamed. You've been saying, well, it's not as deadly as automobile accidents or the flu. Mm-hmm. But, um, and that's true so far. But if you let it get out of hand, if you don't take precautions, as uh, medical science is suggesting, then it could, it could uh, go up very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. into many, many deaths, especially because we're unprepared for it. We don't have the medical supplies. We don't have the ventilators. 
We don't have the gowns. We don't have the uh, masks and that sort of thing. So this this would be the time to be precautionary and not wait to see how it plays out, but take a proactive Yeah, a, a uh, preventative stand. instead right. of reactionary, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, reactionary, we've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I so, mean, that's just my opinion. It's not particularly psychological. That's just from what I see and what I read. Um, well, so I wanted to ask you that opinion about this, this trans, the transition psychologically from people that are angry and they say, "Listen, this is disrupting. It's hurting my. It's hurting me economically. It's disrupting my life." And then, but you got in part of the way that. You know, we saw that uh, there was a certain guy who wanted to still have his um, his uh, his rallies. He had to be convinced not to have any rallies. Um, we had to convince we have to convince people not to go, you know, come down for spring break because it's um, selfish, selfish denial of your immediate gain when you don't see the threat. If you don't see the threat. And then the other people that see the threat are very angry at the people that don't value or, or don't see the danger ahead of them. And 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 you're saying you're putting you're I, gonna be you putting know, I tell you, I, What? Yeah, I I sympathize. I sympathize with the people who are being hard hit economically, financially. Um, it's a terrible thing. It, 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 let's just take the restaurant business for example. Mm -hmm. You know they operate on they operate on a pretty thin margin. Mm -hmm. They work their asses off, and they have their rents to pay. Right, all mm -hmm. of this, and so that really hits them. Now you compare that to me, retired old guy, mm -hmm. who's who's got a an angelic daughter. Who is giving me shelter here? Well, you know, not too what's bad. Your, what's for your me. daughter's well, I name? I, I never asked. What's your daughter's name? Megan. Megan. Okay. Yeah, and her and her uh, husband, mm -hmm. uh, Trent. Trent. They're, they're just gems. So, you know, uh, lucky me. But there's there's there are a lot of people who are not so lucky, and looking at the numbers. It seems like even with the um, what the bailout that's being mm. proposed now, the true uh, uh, excuse me two trillion mm -hmm. dollar bailout that's being proposed now, a lot of that isn't going toward the neediest. It's it's going toward um, keeping the economy alive, and and so you know I I, I don't feel. I'm uh, knowledgeable enough to kind of make that call to you because what it's coming down to is do you save the economy or do you save people's lives? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't, well, the way I view it, Joel, if you don't chime in with your opinion, there are other people out there that are purposely willing, perfectly willing to make their opinions heard and they have the political clout in order to 
determine an outcome that is best for them. Now, people always say Agreed. like this, and there's people out there to say, well, I don't know enough about this, so I can't, well, you know, if someone decides because the economy is going so bad that he's going to open it up again, but to the detriment, if it reduces social distancing and uh, the uh, reports have come out of Hong Kong, right, that the, 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 there was a, a reduction, a drastic reduction in new infections in Hong Kong. And then recently they started allowing more economic activity to resume. Well, the infections came back. Now, I'm not saying it came back to they the did, same level, but, also, but they started rising also, again. Also, what, what was going on was um, they, they let tourism come back in. Yeah. So, and you know, China has switched over now, and now they're not letting uh, people come into China mm -hmm. to reinfect. So, um, it's complicated. Yeah. It's complicated. Well, but, I mean, um, in common as, sense, as, if you told me it's too much. What? Huh? If, if you tell no, me it's... as far as what you were just... Yeah? Yeah, no. what you were just saying. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, professionally, I'm giving my personal opinion, mm -hmm. and that is, perhaps it's a professional opinion, too, it's the path I chose, and that is to help people. Mm -hmm. So my focus is on people rather than the economy. Per se. Yeah. And um, it, it also isn't clear to me why you can't do both. Um, somebody has to be in a position that they can, they can, they can do, they can look at both of those things as co-equals, and say what has to be done here and what has to be done here. Mm -hmm. Well. When it comes to, let's say, you're, if you want to talk on, on, on uh, Main Street, USA, when if people that take a personal hit of, let's say, the uh, service economy, restaurants and bars, well, what yeah. would you, if you're taking a hit, what would you have the government do? Leave it open? It's very difficult. No, but leave it open it's, and it's, cause it's, further it's, infection and then... In the long run, you devastate your economy forever, or take a hit, take a hit for That's a month, and take a hit for a month. Right, exactly. Reduce the amount of the the spread, and and I right. mean, there's things you have to do. It's just as if if it was your body. I mean, think of it. Uh, the, the, think of the, your your state, your city, your country as a human body, and uh, the, yeah, what happens analogy, when yeah. someone's sick or could be sick is you get rest, yeah. you feed them right, you feed them medicine, you, right. you keep them separated right. from, you know, when they're sick, you keep them separate from other people. So, they, I mean, whether they're, yeah. whether they're contagious or not, you don't want them yeah. to, if they're contagious, you don't want to infect anybody else. And if they're weak, you don't want anybody to infect them. So... It, you basically just, don't, want common, against, it's common don't want to sense. go. Yeah, why go against doctor's orders? 
Yeah, but right. I mean, originally, even hundreds of years ago, they realized that how they quelled other epidemics was under quarantine, was through isolation. Exactly. Because, exactly. you know, it, and, and it worked best. Yeah. That worked best. And, and, and I did mention a town in a previous, uh, there was a town in Colorado during the Spanish flu that um, put up a, a blockade from people coming in and would quarantine people coming into town for a certain amount of town a time to see if they would become ill. And during the whole yeah. out, during the whole outbreak, they saw two two cases, and that was incredible mm. at that time. And they had navy ships. Yeah. Uh, they realized that people being outdoors, obviously, um, they put people on lockdown because they're afraid you know, quarantine them to their house because they get out and they go to other houses. Now, going outside, yeah. going outside and running and things like that, though, may not spread the, the infection. It's actually better for it, maybe, because it gets you exercise, keeps you healthy, keeps you from, even if you do have it, you may have be able to combat the effects better. But historically, yeah. Yeah. People aren't yeah. really good I mean, at handling. That just makes sense. Yeah, Pe people aren't really good yep. at handling big changes in their life, but and and uh, they are. The, um, the, this is akin. People are saying this. They keep on equating it to nine eleven. I would more likely equate it with uh, World War Two, which. They, people had to make sacrifices. They had to, you know, there, there were restrictions. There was, you know, there's all things they had to do to contribute and things like that. But 9-11 yeah. was a singular yeah. event where a lot of people didn't have to do anything differently other than the biggest changes they saw in their life was uh, a little more security at airports and having to take off their shoes. You know, I don't mean to make light of it. In a moment. What? Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, you have their, every individual has certain predilections, and that's going to determine which way they go on any particular uh, issue. But you're going to have some people here who see uh, economics as more important than saving lives. And you're going to have other people seeing saving lives being more important than economics. I saw what you said uh, before was excellent. Hill. Are you there? Are we on? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think here. I hit something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. Do you hear me? Yep. We're good? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I think this idea of um, being um, cautious, like in the short run, just to get this stuff to level out before you force, if I can use that word, people to go back to work in an unsafe uh, situation. Um, it's almost like, you know, if I allow my most paranoid part of me to take over, it's sort of like, okay, let's, let's get the slaves back in the mm -hmm. field, you know? We're going to be up at the house. We'll isolate ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, what is, you know, 
how much of a drop in population is is worth maintaining the economy. Uh, and other people are saying, well, the only reason this is being done is is because there's politics involved. There's an election coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? I mean, the, I, if it would be hard to explain that it's which this is where it takes real leadership. It would be hard for someone to go and take the reins when things just started happening and say, and look at Italy and say, hey, we got to do this drastic measures right now. But if we do it now, it will definitely reduce what happens later and then have to explain if we didn't do it, this is what would happen. And I think they could have done it because all they'd have to do is point at Italy. Yeah, they're going to say, hey, listen, there this is a country one almost one sixth the size of ours. So currently they have. I'm just going to pick a number, 7,000, 6,000 dead. And that would be 42,000 people. How how much is that worth? How much is the life worth? And. and that's just the that's just the beginning. I mean, we're we're so vast. I I don't know how that's going to work out, but for people to change, they 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 have a hard time seeing prevention. They can only see it after something happens. Like we got into World War II after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It wasn't after the Nazis almost took over all of Europe. Where they did practically take care of all of Europe. We didn't see a threat. We, and, you know, yeah. and they almost conquered uh, the British Isles. We, we did not see a threat. And it's only when the Japanese attacked one of our bases in the Pacific that we saw a threat. And then we mobilized the whole country. Well, that, that's, that's, when, that's when we went overt. We are helping the Brits a lot. But we didn't, but we didn't declare war before, before the Pacific. Yeah, but yeah. we we didn't really swing into production until after, after that, where they even took over the war board right. and all that stuff, where they started producing all the tanks and the planes and the ships, and things like that. To get on the lighter note, now we're going to still talk about this. We're still talking about this, but I heard someone mention that um, during this uh, pandemic, and I'm calling. Pandemonium. The episode name is uh, Pandemonium with Pandemic. You like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I dig it. Someone suggested that people that are, uh, let's say, the chronic uh, experiencers of anxiety, right? Imagine the anxiety. Yeah. Imagine the anxiety. Are better equipped to handle real crisis. Hmm. Interesting. Now, under certain circumstances, I'm not saying all of them, but when there's imagined stress, people that manufacture stress in their life and manufacture anxiety and and things like that, when there's something really to go, they're just cruising at their regular operating. You know what I mean? And everyone else 
Everyone yeah. is experiencing what they're experiencing, and they finally feel normal. You know? <laughs> Maybe. I Maybe. mean, I, I'm not sure I feel that, completely but... normal. I go to the store. I go on the thing. I, I have a clear thing of what I have to do. I mean, I'll either get sick or not get sick, right? I'll wash my yeah. hands. I got to go to the store. I reduce the amount of times I touch yeah. my face. No one, <laughs> you say, I don't touch my face? That'll be a lie. Well, everybody touches their face. Yeah, well, even the lady that was giving uh, uh, one of the health uh, uh, officials at one of the state <laughs> health I know. She's doing it, and she's licking her fingers. Uh, um, yeah, it's a human proclivity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think the thing is, well, mm, humans are great. If you if you kind of focus on that, one of the one of the measures of good psychological health, for instance, mm -hmm. is adaptability. You know, how well equipped is any individual to handle whatever comes at them? You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that's a good measure of um, mental health. Um, and most people... Wait a second. Wait a second. In most situations... <laughs> but that could also be a yeah. psychotic person too, right? I, I'm not... No, no. I'm, what I'm trying to say is that um, many people are very, very good at rising to the occasion. Mm -hmm. And have that kind of adaptability to uh, handle a real twist, uh, if you will, in reality mm -hmm. that, that um, other people who are not as stable, let's say, might buckle under, yeah. right? So, But, uh, you know, hey, Jim, right. I wanted to mention something. Okay. Th this is the most serious podcast we've ever had. Well, I, 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 no. I decide it still could be, hey, listen, we still could do that stuff. There's, hey, it's, uh, um, there was humor in the most dire consequences. Uh, I'm not Absolutely. laughing at this. Don't, uh, just because I can make light of something or get serious about something doesn't mean I'm any more or less humorous than I was before. You know? No, I'm just saying objectively, Oh yeah. This is well. This I figured Joel. I had this resource. You're a resource. You're, you know, he studied this psychology. You know, you were a psychologist for your whole career. Yeah. I figured it'd be it would be ridiculous for me not to. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a time where we could talk about the um, the interesting things that happen. There was. Uh, yeah. I absolutely. noticed the way people because of the international quality of the. Uh, crisis you know that everybody's yeah. feeling it almost at the same level yeah right? so well, uh, no, abby no, abby i learned some things about poland right now abby showed me a video someone sent to her and it here, here's it it was a, it was a funny video it was a guy says i went to the store and this is all in polish and abby's interpreting for me he says, I went to the store yeah. 
and you can't see the guy, but he see he's in his house and he's explaining things. He's just talking from his eyesight perspective, and he's pointing. He says, "I was at the store and I had um, I wanted to get some toilet paper, coffee, whiskey, and uh, some pasta and, new, and and stuff like that." And there were people coming out. There's nothing there. And the guy behind the counter was very rude. And the guy says, well, maybe you didn't ask the right way. So he, he walked <laughs> over to his table and he says, now look what happened here. I was nice to the guy, right? And, he, and there's a whole table full of stuff on a table. And he starts pointing at it. But what he's pointing at is with a handgun. And all you see is the handgun. And they asked very nicely if I could have these things. And the guy was so nice to me. <laughs> he just you just see the gun he's the gun's pointing at the things there's the coffee there's the whiskey there's the wine yeah. and all that stuff and the guy was so yeah. helpful he didn't he asked if i needed anything else and things like that and he, <laughs> and i said wow that was kind of yeah. low key he didn't go into it wasn't it was a very long setup for a subtle joke and <laughs> and thank you dog yeah but uh, yeah I, you know, one of my favorites. It's there. Uh, I mean, if, if we just talk, wouldn't it be kind of crass if I did a live show and just ignored whatever was going on? No, no, and I'm not. And I'm not saying that. But one of my favorite quotes. You know, because you need um, you need to modulate your reality, mm-hmm. okay? And yeah, this is some serious shit. No question. But uh, one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Nels Bohr, who is a uh, one of the fathers of of uh, quantum physics, yeah. and <clears throat> that stuff's pretty hard to deal with <clears throat> cognitively, uh, thought-wise, um, to grope, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, one of his uh, students. One of his grad students came in and complained that there was too much horseplay going on in the lab. <clears throat> Nels Bohr said, but don't you realize the work being done here is much too serious? Is much too important to be taken seriously? But this is where we're at. You know, mm-hmm. we, need, we, need, uh, we need a certain amount of reality relief. Mm-hmm. Right now, it doesn't mean we have to ignore what's going down. It doesn't mean you, you don't have to look both ways before crossing the street. That brings me up. Re- the, reality is, is it, that's what I wanted to wrap up with. There and yeah. It needs to be attended to. Okay. What would you but it tell me? That we can have some yeah. fun with it and be able to laugh. Otherwise, you're doomed. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote down here. I wrote down here. Joel said, "What would you tell people who are afraid and anxious to help them to uh, not be so afraid and anxious? Just besides just saying, have some fun with it, because obviously, when someone, but I've always, I I found it very useful to use comedy in my. uh, Joel, is that a dry cough? It's a it's a dry cough. It's a scratchy throat. Not running a temperature. I'm cool, Mm. man. Mm. Uh, um, 
It may have to do with the medication I'm taking to something else. Okay. But I'm cool. But anyway. Medical um, marijuana, yeah, right? I had a patient come in. Uh, we can get some of that. Oh, yeah. You want to just uh, mail it? If we're finished, I'll give you my postal address. Or I, I, can't, can't, I can't do that. Okay, good. Thanks, man. Uh, so a patient uh, comes in, and she sits down, and she cries for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. She's crying, and she has a lot to cry about, mm-hmm. you know. And at the end of the 15 minutes, <laughs> and we're about to stop, and I look at her, and I say, Joy, well, I gave it away, but I, I said, are, are you sure you're 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 allowed to cry this much if your name is Joy. Uh-huh. You see, and uh, that cracked her up. Now, one one of the things, so she walked out, uh, you know, a happy camper. Uh-huh. But the other thing was that I knew my route in to help her deal with what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I could use my humor, and she could enjoy that. So we we had established a pretty quick bond in one session. So, yeah, I encourage humor. And at the same time, why why can't we um, sort of multi-process, do do what what reality calls for, and also at the same time, you know, be able to enjoy our humor. Okay. um, On the way... um... I, uh, a couple days ago, three days ago, um, my uh, Abby and Sky, uh, we decided we wanted to, well, since we had all this time off, I, I went and bought myself a bike. We went to, uh, yeah. you know, the place at the U-Haul Center, the guy that sells the used bikes? I and think so. Argo? I think I know what you're talking Jax, yeah. Yeah. There's a guy. Well, you know what? Since we're in a, I, I'm not doing any commercials for anybody right now. Uh, there's Jack. If anybody, if you're in Key Largo and you really want to enjoy uh, the beautiful weather we're having, even though, yes, we are quarantined, doesn't mean you can't go out biking, right? Enjoy nature. There's a levity, a levity in it. Uh, we went there and I bought a bike yeah. and stuff like that, and uh, we're. Um, that's one of the ones things that we do with it. But I noticed when I was riding that you could actually hear uh, all the birds. That normally in this time of year, the highway's so busy that you don't hear. Uh, you just hear trucks and cars and things like that coming down here. It's virtually. Uh, it's not exactly ghost town, but it is so. It's more like a very slow off season September. Incredible, yeah, and um, yeah, you, you can. Uh, there's all the county part, all the state parks are closed, all the beaches are closed, right. but there's some of the, clo- oh. the some of the uh, ones that are open to the locals are still open, uh, yeah. So, but but that humor thing, uh, yeah, I haven't quite figured it all out on how to do that but there's it's all oh what the the take on the thing of what was the why do you think uh was the meaning of the hoarding of the toilet paper what 
Why, wh why did that happen? Anal. People are anal. Hey, really? That's my Freudian interpretation. I mean, we had, yeah. uh, you know what? I mean, people have very short. At the Haran household, it was we weren't immune because every time I went out, my uh, Abby keeps on saying, check on paper towels and toilet paper. And I realized, I said, well, we got enough right now. And they, they since there's a shortage of it, people, are, they're still grabbing it like crazy. Listen, uh, I think it's uh, it's like a security blanket. Um, it's very important in um, modern culture, you know? I know. Well, on the other hand, if, if push came to shove, Jim, uh, we just adapt the, the old uh, Arab um, take on this stuff. You're shaking you with your with left hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wipe with the left and right. No? Yep. Oh, well, that... That sounds like it could work. What? what <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand that yeah. whole thing. You know, you eventually have to wash your hands anyway, so... I mean... Yeah. I mean, that... Wash your hands many times. Yeah. Yeah. And so it really gets desperate. Then you wipe with your left and you... So, Joel, what what are your plans now? Because Spain, Spain's the next hotbed right now. What what are you? What were you normally going? When do you normally go back to Spain? Two weeks ago. Oh. So. Yeah, we're we're laying low. Hey, Jim, I I uh, finally got that beater. Guitar I was telling you about, yeah, because I knew I was going to be, you know, locked in or whatever this is called, lockdown, yeah, lock up. So yeah, I ordered it off of Amazon. Oh. So I hey, Joel, I, I wanted you to know. I googled, I googled your name, right? I didn't put it in the thing. Oh no, I googled it myself. I googled your name, and I was looking for a picture of you. And it's all lies. No, Jim, no it's, all, it's all lies, Jim. No, it's no professional pictures of you. Huh? There's pictures of you only playing music. It's what? There's a video of you playing music and hanging out with your music, yeah. mu munition friends, uh, musician yeah. uh, friends, but there's no, like, professional pictures of you out there. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a well, video you know, of you that playing. Goes, well. those, those professional pictures go back, like, 30 or 40 years, you know, really. Yeah. So what you're saying is the latest over the last decade or so. That's how Google works. You mm -hmm. know? Well, no, but the, the musician ones are the last, from the last five years. Yeah, I mean, was I not looking serious enough? No, no, they weren't just, they were just, uh, yeah, you were serious. You looked very intent. You were intently doing something on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, do you have Thanks, any man. do you have any uh, psychoacoustical yes. uh, when I, I know I keep on asking that and you you did representations of people's um, bio feeds right or brain waves mm -hmm. right 
Yeah, I well, we fed people's brainwaves into music synthesizers and then uh, fed it back to them through your feedback loop. Okay, okay, so for a feedback. So if you could get one, if someone, if you did a study where someone was, you said at this certain time, let's say between 1.30 and 2.15, you were someone trying to achieve meditation. They, 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 let's say they achieved their optimum level meditative state, right? Could you feed Yeah, that? we could. Um... Hmm? No, I, I, you know what I was saying. I was going to say, could you give that back to someone when they're not in their optimum state? play that representation and have them has there is there a correlation of people getting affected by their own uh, musical representation of their higher states exactly yeah you got you got the idea what we would do is we'd learn it in real time uh-huh. and we program that feedback loop so that we could establish a resonance if you will between mm-hmm. the synthesizer and their brains. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, then you can drive people into various states of consciousness. What if you If that used, makes any sense. What if someone did... I guess there were other times where people used uh, the uh, charges, embedded charges, to activate the areas that are activated while they're in a higher meditative state. To directly to directly activate those with a, a low intensity charge or something like that. Um, kind of. I didn't get much into that. I used to do that in my practice. I could teach people to meditate, you know, mm-hmm. without a feedback loop to their brain. But this mm-hmm. was much better because uh, regular biofeedback just is a learning process. And it mm-hmm. takes a number of sessions. But if you establish a, a physical feedback loop, if you will, mm-hmm. then you could drive people into various different states of consciousness. Okay. And particularly things that would be therapeutic. Wow. Okay. And do you have any of your mind control music? that? Uh, so each one is, I call it mind control music. I apologize. But... Uh, is there is it unique? It's is it unique to each person, or are there similar uh, representations across the board for people to get to, to, that? That if someone achieves a higher state, and let's say they describe it in a similar way, would that be a similar representation? Yes. Um, one of the things we were able to do was uh, take a reading on people's uh, typical brain state. And um, we could, with that reading, we could understand what uh, kinds of feedback would help them the most Uh to achieve a state of relaxation or a state of... um, mild state of bliss, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And we could dial that in in our programming. So it was a real interaction between 
the subject wearing the electrodes and what we could help them achieve. Well, um, when you said mild state of bliss, do you think that is more uh, beneficial than people going, or do you worry about the manic, someone being manic, getting high level state of bliss, or is it just because people are more frequently in mild states of bliss rather than elevated? states of bliss yeah i i wouldn't consider manic a, a uh a state of bliss i think people who are typically manic have um a number of issues they have to deal with uh-huh. um you know it's when people typically report when they're in a manic state mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun i don't know if it's bliss or not and their behavior is is um, not cool. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I say a mild state of bliss, I mean that's an internal state. Um, that's a, a deep meditative state. Uh, when you look at their EEG, that I'm feeding to the synth and then feeding back to them. Mm-hmm. <coughs> which helps to promote that kind of bliss. <coughs> so, um, I think that's very different than manic. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And uh, yeah. so, so you suggest, uh, I did hear earlier that you said that similar people that are in similar higher levels of um, meditative states have they have a similar quality to their brain their brain waves similar now conversely when people aren't now I imagine you covered people that are disquieted and you did some representations of them are they are are they as different as the higher one, the higher meditative states similar? Are they so much more different than each other, or are they similar, the disruptive states? It's, yeah, it's a real good question, Jim. Um, what we didn't have the chance to do uh, was get to the point of taking various diagnostic groups mm-hmm. and see, see how we could help them. Basically, we were dealing with, let's say, um, you know, a range of, uh, quote, normal mm-hmm. people who um, didn't have particular problems. And so it was a matter of not people who were, um, I don't know what you would, what you would call, like uh, in a, in a, um, you know, in a, in a in a diagnostic category uh-huh. that that uh, you could uh, you could say, okay, let's place them in this group. But mm-hmm. there's a range of um, mostly students, really, because that's what all psychological studies are based on. And you you uh, bring them in, and you do your best to um, help them achieve a relaxed state 
or the next step, a mild state of bliss, something like that. Mm -hmm. What we were doing is very primitive compared to what's being done now. But it was uh, it was a fun project. We enjoyed doing it, and we broke some some new ground. Okay. Well, uh, one question I want to ask: If so, it, it it was sparked by the question that you were people in the normal range, but was there ever a time that you saw a representation of uh, someone's uh, readout, and you thought, "Oh my gosh." This person uh, may need some help. Um, I never do- diagnosed anybody that way. Mm-hmm. Like what we were seeing on our on our instruments when we were doing brain brainwaves into music. Mm-hmm. I think that was beyond the scope of what we were doing. Perhaps beyond the scope of what I was willing to take on. Mm-hmm. I think it was more like. Uh, these were, these really were what you might call, whatever they're, they're hard to define, mm-hmm. but normal people. They weren't the extremes. They were they were people who were uh, in school. They were people who were, let's say, out of mm-hmm. school, but they were curious. Um, they were, you know, they, they were hanging right around the, the median. They were of, uh, they normal. were psychoacoustical curious. Did you say? Well, a, lo- a lot of them were musicians. I was working in a conservatory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I imagine, though. I mean, I I guess I, I like as the study. Are they still continuing to do these studies? Are they? Say again. Are they still doing uh, further but research they, into psychoacoustical studies? Oh, they've gotten way past what we were. Yeah, they got way past what we were doing. I was just interested in making music and using it therapeutically. But right now, you've gotten to the point where uh, they can use uh, brainwaves to uh, manipulate uh, prosthetics on prosthetic yeah. arms and that sort of thing which is, a, you know, a, a very useful mm-hmm. uh, breakthrough. Wow. Something I wasn't all that interested in at the time. Oh, wow. That's a, that's really interesting. Well, I think we covered a lot. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to be in your daughter's house for a for the foreseeable future until this thing kind of passes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would you be... Uh, you know, since we covered all this ground, we could get into the more humorous thing later on, like on another on another broadcast. I thought it was important to, yeah. to discuss that. You know, and this you can hear here. I'll play a little laugh for you to make no, a little no, more laugh. Here, right, hold on. You'll remember this guy. <laughs> you hear this guy? No. Did you hear that? No. Oh, it was okay. Well, this guy laughing. Maybe they just showed up on my end. You know what? It w- wouldn't show up on yours, would it? And there's Tina, yeah, the yeah. Woman, one that called You're me. You're an asshole! Yeah, there we go. You remember that woman that calls me an asshole? You don't remember that? <laughs> I just played that. 
That was about me. I just didn't want you to. I played yeah. it. I, it had nothing to do with Joel. Joel, I want to thank you. And uh, yeah. what, my thank father, you. I got a, I got something for you. My father sent me a, uh, um, a meme. He goes, I, I was told that all you needed to go to the store was a face mask and gloves. But when I got there, I noticed people were wearing shirts and pants. You get that? I see. You know, you know, yeah. That's, yeah. Hey, that's just that, as corny as some like of the things you <laughs> The guy was naked. That, that's an example of humor. Huh? <laughs> 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 All right, man. Joe, how long? Just you know, give me a uh, give me a call, man. Always, always enjoy. Yeah. Hey, I want one other uh, question. How, what was, when you went to the liquor store, how many bottles of Pinot Grigio did you get? (laughs) I don't know. I, I gave my daughter my uh, credit card Mm -hmm. and she went online and ordered a, a bunch of stuff. So we'll see what shows up. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, listen. But if you want, thoughts, you can. Uh, what? Jim, if you want, you can like um, PDF me a gin and tonic, okay? What? What can I wait? How send it? I'd have to. Uh, I'd have to yeah, send you, you the constituent ingredients. PDF. You have your, I know what a PDF is now. Yeah, you have PDF. My my gin and tonic, no. You know? Yeah, I, you know that yeah. people. You have a you have a three, you have a three D printer. At the molecular level. Uh, you would not. You would need a three D printer. All I need, <laughs> what all I would need was a three D scanner. Okay. <laughs> I can. I can, okay, I, I guess I, I, I know who's the bigger like, Star Trek geek <clears throat> is right here, is me. You, you need to get the 3D printer so over there. What did you say? What are you saying? I'm going to come back in my, in, my, uh, uh, in my next life as a 3D printer? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to come back as a dot matrix. Some kind of, some kind of, hey. That could, <laughs> <laughs> that, could be, that could be some sort of uh, strange karma. Well, that's good and strange. I like that. I, even, yeah. I didn't say cockroach. I said a dot ma- matrix. No, no, I'm saying. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> well, good, good, hey, yeah. good luck. Good luck. Are you playing? By are you guys game. doing any game night with the family or anything like that? I don't know. They work very hard. Uh, the family. So, um, and we just passed our first weekend. So, let's see how it develops. I think we're going to do a jam session. Oh, good. Good. Oh, really? And my daughter is you're, a good you're gonna do, you're gonna do a and jam session. Are you kidding me? 
They're not doing a jam session. Hmm? <laughs> Your daughter what? plays an instrument? Does Meg, Megan? No, she's a good dancer. She's a wonderful dancer. Does Trent, you know, does Trent play and, an uh, instrument? Uh, Gabby, Gabby's a trained uh, <clears throat> musician, and uh, Trent, my daughter's husband, yeah. you know, he can uh, just uh, chop six on, on parts, you know? I I was, uh, I used to play the recorder and the glockenspiel. Ah. How about the glockenspiel? And, and I have a one, we made <laughs> a one, a one string instrument yeah. with a board, a hook, and a soup can, and with a wire strung in. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. I would like, hold on one moment, I'll play you a, I have it right over here. I'll play you some of my experiments. Stay yeah. right there. Okay, hold on. Okay. I'm yeah, coming. I'm here. Here. Oh, hey, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, here you go, Joel. Yeah. Okay, listen to this. Okay. Listen to these smooth sounds. Okay. Sounded kind of like an early uh, Ming Dynasty, didn't it? I think so. You be rocking, man. Yeah, thank you. Okay, the next thing we do, let's uh, let's do a jam session. You know, You're, you want to have my Peter guitar? You have that? Yeah, I have you know, it. We, yeah. could, we could rock. Okay. You no. Know? And well, then we're gonna have to do a yeah. live feed because your daughter's gonna dance, then, right? Well, yeah. I mean. But we'd have to do, like, what? Um, you know, like, uh, video something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Would, I think that's separate. That's I'm an expert in the medieval yeah. madrigals. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> that was my guess. Yeah, that was my guess. No surprise. Okay, you yeah, thought yeah. so? Okay. Well, Joel, thank you. Yeah. Thank. Uh, I'd like to thank your family for sparing thank you, you here. Uh, can we do this next week? <laughs> or maybe later yeah, on, sure. I, if you have anything to say, we'll talk about. And then we let's. Uh, the next topic would be how we'll, we'll we'll be talking about humor in a, in a time of crisis. And we do a little research about. Perfect, man. I'll do some research yeah. in uh, yeah. World War One and World War Two and yeah. stuff like that. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll get we'll get as yeah, let's get as wild as possible. I will. Right? Yeah. Yeah, bring your and you can bring yeah. your guitar. Bring your guitar and play. Okay? And? And bring your What's guitar. That? You hear me? Are you still there? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, Charles. Did you start? Right. You sure that shipment? Yeah. Right. You sure that's that grocery right. shipment didn't get here right. already? Yeah. You started hitting that. When did your happy hour yeah. start? I mean, this is yeah, uh, um, seven a.m. <laughs> okay, okay, Joe. Problem? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> you have a problem with that? <laughs> no, not at all. No judgment. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
The Irish guy has no problem with you starting at 7 a.m. <laughs> I'm retired, man. I know. We, we're, we're doing role reversals right now. <laughs> I still know it's all uh, constraints. Yeah. All right, Jim. Great, great uh, spending time with you, as always. Okay. I'm going to hit Thanks the music now, Joel. Take much. care. You too. Bye. I'd like to thank Joel for coming on the show, and I'd like you for listening. Oh, my God. This music got so loud. Uh, take care. We'll be back uh, probably tomorrow with someone else if we're lucky. Goodbye. Goodbye.